I watched the movie and it was, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, and Thank I you. just wanted to, um, I wanted to know, like, how did you come up with that idea? Um, so I think for me, it really started with the, even though it's kind of, you know, near future, uh, within the sci-fi kind of realm, I think the, the film started from the human aspect of it. Um, for me, in terms of the story, I just, um, I'm a married man myself. I got three children and, um, I, I think a couple of years before I wrote the script, we were finding ourselves in this kind of circle of families around us, parents from school, you know, uh, this, this uh, uh, new social circle you find yourself in when you, when you start having children, um, where a lot of couples around us were almost on a similar time frame, were kind of hitting a wall in their relationships. And you start mm -hmm. hearing stories left and right from people that are your friends or friends of friends or things like that. And it was very interesting to me as a writer to try and understand if there's any common thread in this entire kind of um, season of divorces that I was feeling around me. Um, and everybody's a different individual. Everybody's got a different relationship, different story behind what happened to them. But I started noticing one thing that was apparent everywhere, which was a lot of the times when the kind of the, the relationships were, were coming to an end or going through difficulties, it was because one or two of the partners felt that they were not accomplishing as individuals what they set out to accomplish in life or like they were not fulfilling their promise or their potential. Right. And I thought that was very, very interesting. And I thought that for some reason, I saw a clear connection between that and the idea that you know, this technological revolution that we're living through uh, as we speak. Um, I'm not anti-technology, but I do think that we're not, it happened so fast that we, we, nobody had time to stop and ask themselves, how, the, how does this affect our um, humanity in terms of social interaction? Because we're such social creatures. And in kind of a record time, we've, we, we're transforming more and more of our interactions into the digital, digital realm, you know, starting from going to the supermarket to buy our milk and eggs. And now we're checking out with a machine um, instead of like a, a cashier that might smile at you and kind of, you know, exchange some niceties and, and all the way through, um, you know, even now that we're talking on Zoom is an excellent example, instead of just being in a room and shaking hands and, so we're losing this sense of touch. We're losing this sense of smell. We're losing a lot of what makes us biological creatures. And I felt that in some crazy way, the direct effect of that is that it was crippling some of those younger generations to, to kind of be committal within that sort of like more like the tribal family cell you know where you're you're you know another aspect of it is when you're on social networks and stuff like that you have you have access to infinite amount of people out there that you can meet and talk to and exchange ideas with and that's wonderful but that's also so tempting to a degree so that now to, to spend most of your life with four or five individuals in one household may seem like insufficient to sort of like answer your needs you know so right. to me there was some sort of a clarity in all that um and I started thinking about all these ideas and started seeing things around me that seemed kind of mundane, but, you know, seeing my kids the way that they're, you know, they were preferring all of a sudden to 
say, con um, consume content on a tablet by themselves as opposed to gather around the television like we used to do when we were kids or something like that. Just little behavioral things like that. And in my head, I started thinking about it almost like in a satirical sense. It's like, where are we headed? Like, what's going to happen in 20, 30 years from now? Um, when my kids grow up, like what could be waiting for them around the corner? And I kept thinking and thinking about it. And finally, the script just kind of was one of those things. It just came out of me almost like one clear thought. You know? Very nice. Very nice. And um, yeah, I can see that it was, it was interesting um, with Adam that, you know, he decided to still go to the office to meet with people virtually, um, yeah. you know, when he had the option to not do that because he just wanted to have that almost imitation that, 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 that re remembrance of you, you know I'm, I'm sure i mean i never anticipated the film would be so timely obviously with what's going on right now with with uh covid19 but it's it's funny i was just thinking about it this morning um entering the kind of the press day that it's now been a few months where I've, you know, I, I'm, I'm used to leaving the house in the morning, you know, like to go somewhere or to go to meetings or like, and, and you get kind of comfortable with this new reality where you just kind of put on your sleepers, you make yourself some coffee and like all of your business is now conducted. You know, uh, you don't have to dress up for anyone. You don't have to like, to, to like take the car or the parking garage, whatever. Like it's, it's, it's a very, uh, bizarre thing and i think like that's what i was holding on to in, in in adam's existence is that the more of these things we we're going to end up losing the less life the life living experience is going to feel real anymore you know like it's it's almost like we're living in this kind of a dream ourselves right now and i think that was very much in my mind with respect to adam so i when i was envisioning that universe uh in the near future i, I wanted to to experience it through a character that still understands, uh, you know, the way we are right now and what our kind of needs or in instincts may be, you know, in terms of kind of connecting with it. That makes sense. And um, so it, with all of that, it was interesting that um, at the end of the movie, it's the tone that kind of uh, went out. So, um, I, and I feel like that kind of goes with um, what you're saying because the clones would be, well, they seem to be a bit more interested in each other and connecting, but at the same time, they fit that sort of technological world. Yeah, they are technology in a way. I mean, you know, they're still flesh and blood, but they're made from. Mm -hmm. uh, technology. So, um, so uh, why did you decide to do that? Because I feel, you know, to me, it's not necessarily bleak. I mean, I, I, I hope there's a little bit of sense of humor in the film, which I hope comes across here and there. I feel if you want to talk about it philosophically, it's it's it is where we're headed in a sense that maybe it's not in 20, 30 years, but we're 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 constantly making a conscious effort to to um, evolve past ourselves, right? In, in in many ways. So we've long. I mean, one simple example I can give you is that we all go to the dentist, right? And if you talk to your dentist, they'll tell you that our teeth weren't meant to survive more than 40 years. That's why they're, they're falling apart. People don't think about this stuff. I mean, women were supposed to have babies and then 
as long as they breastfeed that they can get pregnant and then they have another baby and another baby and the life expectancy wasn't supposed to kind of continue much more after that right so, so right. The, the the way we're built as machines or as biological machines was not meant for where we are right now in terms of evolution in terms of what we were able to accomplish ourselves but where that's headed in my opinion is into a place where we might render ourselves obsolete. And I mean, somebody asked me a question that I thought was a very interesting question. Would I be willing uh, to enhance myself if there was a chip like that, you know, in existence or whatever? And if you think about it, a lot of movies and a lot of the things that we, we've seen so far talking about this subject were always about getting an edge on another person. They weren't like talking about this topic, whereas it's just, a, the whole state of the human evolution goes into the next stage. It's like, if I do this, now I can walk around and I'm better than you and I'm smarter than you and I'm more successful. And, but yeah. you know, oh my God, be careful if you do this, you know, there's the other side of the coin. I don't necessarily think this way. I think that we're in a place where everything we're doing seems to be kind of rendering um, the biological aspect of our existence um, out of necessity you know like the, that example i gave you about the supermarkets i'm thinking like you know now we're ordering food to come in so it's someone what about all these jobs that exist out there the the simple jobs that are constantly being replaced by by machines and robots and and the digital world so even if you can sustain everybody on this earth without necessarily working that economic system like what's what is it going to be for them like what what are we trying to achieve and to my mind, that's the the the, the higher high space of evolution. So if you looked at it in the film, the clone says to Adam, he says, "I'm just a transitional upgrade," because the, the the clarity in that is that eventually there's going to be no need for our physical bodies because you could experience everything electronically, which is in any event what happens to us. So when I touch something, that sense of touch that I'm missing so much. There's an electrical current in my in my brain that interprets that feeling, but that could also exist, send the same message to the same electronic brain of mine. I can experience the same feeling without having hands at all, you know, in that sense. So I know I know that's a lot of scary stuff, but I no, do feel no. like it's somewhere on the horizon, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that have lost um, limbs. Uh, talk about sometimes feeling like an itch in their foot, but they don't lo- no longer have a foot, you know, for, for one example, you know? So, I don't know, um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say one thing, which I think is very interesting in terms of, because I think it's such a profound question you asked me. Um, you know, in Brazil, there's a movement uh, there's indigenous people, there, there's still some uncontacted tribes, they call them. So there is a movement that tries to protect their right to exist outside of the modern world. That they're, they're ferociously fighting to allow them to kind of continue exist without being in contact with the technological world or whatever. Which I think is a very interesting thing. So I don't know, I'm, I'm wondering if, if what I'm kind of satirically showing in the film becomes um something closer to a reality is there a point that humans go and say we want to fight for the preservation of this kind of old human experience or do we just want to continue 
where it takes us. And I don't know the answer to that, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, history has shown that it's typically people, people do. There's always different factions. So. Yeah. But we're also very, I mean, we're, I think we're so restless. I don't think we're happy standing in place, right? So like, and there's good, good and bad that comes with it. Um, and I'm not necessarily a pessimist or like a kind of a bleak dystopian. Uh, I don't look at things this way. I, I, I try to find a, a bit of a sense of humor in all this, but also it's certainly a lot of good that comes with it too. I just think it's about measure, about knowing the right measure of things. And I think that's a lot about responsibility that I, that I hope is growing. I hope, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think, <laughs> It's chance that, for instance, within the midst of all this craziness, suddenly, um, like a, a, such an important social cause suddenly came on the agenda. For instance, you know, I think that the pandemic made people all around the world needing to take a break from everything, and it allowed people maybe to, to do some self-examination and self-reflection. And the, so it's like. When you really think about the universe in a macro type of way, I think there's a lot of things that seem completely disconnected, but they're not so disconnected. And, I, and there's the model of the film where she talks about the cells in our body. And that kind of really sums up my philosophy about the world. I do think that the, the same way that the film has a lot of these different ideas and stuff like that, but I could, I could somehow see that they're connected, you know, like, and I, and I hope that comes across in the film, I think that, that life is, in that, is that way as well, in terms of we're not disconnected from our planet, we're not disconnected from things around us. And, you know, a lot of people talked about it before me, but like, you know, the, the one good thing that came out of this pandemic is that the planet got a little bit of a break from pollution. So that's, that's mm -hmm. not necessarily the worst thing either. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, um, are, are we out of time, Emily? Emily, I think yes, we're okay because if you have any final questions, Nancy, please go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, yes, there was one other thing I, I did want to know about um, with, with the chip and with, um, with Donald's uh, technology. Uh, why is it uh, that you decided to have the chip sort of like something that for the future? You already talked about um, the clones and, and they said that they would be an upgrade later on. Um, that was an interesting point to me because we're kind of in that point with cloning right now, um, that, that cloning is something that they can do, but there are a lot of legal issues. The, ch the chip is also, I mean, I, I hope it's not scary, but the chip does, the, that stuff does exist already as well. Like, so they, they actually did come up already with like, small chips that you can implant in your hand or whatever that can do certain things for people in need, you know, to, to control certain systems in your body. That already exists. And that technology exists to the point where you implant people with it. Um, the body kind of, you know, takes them in and kind of swallows them as a whole. So for me, the, the, the feeling was, again, um, that these things are a little bit hand in hand. For instance, when you look in, in, uh, into the science fiction depiction from like 50 years ago, there was a sense of naivete to it because they couldn't 
possibly nobody 50 60 years ago really uh anticipated the internet so mm-hmm. so when they were thinking about androids they were thinking about robots and stuff but they weren't thinking about the physical world as we know it ceasing to be a thing that matters anymore you know what i mean and then only later everything kind of migrated into this kind of virtual existence and avatars and and and, and so on so I felt the same way about cloning. I think cloning um, as scary and as kind of like um, morally challenging as it is, it's mm. kind of duplicating a version of us that already exists. So it's not necessarily possible to be better than us just by virtue of this kind of duplication process. And that's why I thought the chip was like part of the evolution. Because cloning in and of itself is not evolution, but like if we can make ourselves now slightly improved, now we're evolving as a species in a way. Um, so that was where that came from, you know, and also the idea that I, I, I definitely had the idea that were, were the kind of comical satirical warning sign of this is that if we're not careful, there would be no physical body. So I wanted to have that in part of the journey where we understand what that where that whole kind of, you know, warning sign is going. Okay. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much. And again, I really enjoyed the movie. It was fantastic. It was, thank you it was so nice much and uh, appreciate all your, your thoughtful questions and uh, um, hope to talk to you soon about the next one. All right. Thank you. Thank you.